All right, Romans 13 and verse number 14. The Bible says there, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. And I do thank you for these guys being here, Lord. Thank you for bringing each one here. And uh, God, just for them choosing to make the right decision and be in your house. God, please bless our time. Use it, God. We don't want to just let this time go by. We've got to have you take part. We've got to have you take control of this time, this uh, preaching time that we have. Lord, I pray you would speak to each heart. God, you know where these guys are. You know where they need to get to. And the next steps for them, I pray you would please just uh, make that very clear and apparent to each one of us. I pray you would please give me the right words and thoughts and spirit, God. Um, I pray that you would just, again, take control of that. And, Lord, that you would be lifted up. And, God, that you would make us more like you as a result of it. We've got to, Lord, uh, be more like you. We do live in wicked times, and it's very easy to get uh, just kind of on cruise control, Lord. And we don't want to do that. We want to... Tune in to what you have for us. We want to be more like you. Help us to hear your voice through the preaching, Lord. Bless our time today. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you for standing. So, guys, mainly what we're dealing with is in the middle of verse number 14 when it says, Make not provision for the flesh. And the message that we've been in is called, Don't load the gun. Okay? The flesh is the part of us, guys, that does not want to do right. Um, we have it because of Adam and Eve's sin, and every human being since has it. It's a part of us, and sadly, we cannot get rid of it. It's always going to be there. And um, the first point that we dealt with is about the flesh. It's called the presence, a presence that's sinister. Each one of us have that within us, okay? And as I said, it wants to do wrong, and it wants to do wrong all the time. There's never a break from that. Um, Guys, that potential remains. I just want to remind you of that before we move on. That potential always remains there. You got saved, now you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, right? He's the opposite of the flesh. He wants to do right all the time. But this is why we have a battle going on in our heart. <laughs> it's kind of funny, guys, but it, it does portray some truth. You ever seen on the cartoons when the character has a decision to make? And what happens? Little angel pops up on one shoulder. Little devil demon pops up on the other shoulder. That's kind of, it does portray some truth there. Now, you don't actually have that in case you guys are, shut up! You know, that's a little weird. I'm not saying you got to do that. All right? But that is kind of the mental battle going on inside of you. It's that pulling and tugging back and forth. And uh, it's very dangerous, guys. It's very dangerous. So we have that part of us that wants to do right, that is telling us you need to live for God, you need to do right. But we also have that flesh that won't shut up, you know, and it's always there. So um, the presence that's sinister. Guys, it's still there. Listen, we can't take it away. We can't shake it. We can't lose it. We don't leave it behind. We can't get to a certain level of our Christian life and bypass it. Um, we never get, it never gets re, uh, rehabilitated. It never gets reformed. Um, guys, there's no, listen, you can't be in the Christian life. Well, Ethan, I used to struggle, but I went to this doctor and I got a surgery. He took out my flesh eight years ago. No, that doesn't happen. I wish you could. That'd be nice. But the flesh is always going to be there. And guys, the flesh is not talking about your skin. It's talking about your sinful nature, the sin that's within you that we just have to deal with as human beings. Now, that'll be gone when we get to heaven. But while we're here on earth, it's something we have to deal with. So what are we supposed to do, right? If there's no treatment for it, if there's no pills or program for it, if there's no doctor I can go to, then what am I supposed to do? Am I just supposed to suffer down here? No. What am I supposed to do? Point number two, guys, don't prepare supplies, right? Don't prepare supplies. That's our key. So if we want to win this battle, right, that we all have, um, and that potential is there, guys, that wants to do wrong, it's always going to be there. How can we win this battle? 
you've got to starve the flesh. You know, a lot of times, guys, in wars and in conflicts, sometimes what they'll do, even in the Bible times, what they would do, they would surround a city, which is called to besiege it. This happens with the Babylonians. They did it to the Israelites. They would surround the city, and what it does is it cuts off any supplies getting in. Guys, if you cut off any supplies getting in, of food, of water, of these type of things, obviously after a while, those people are going to surrender. They can't survive like that. So guys, in our Christian life, if we want to win, you've got you've to cut off the supply line of the flesh. Don't prepare supplies. Now, guys, it says don't make provision for the flesh. Do you guys remember anything of what provision means? If you don't, that's fine. I'm just trying to test and see if you guys remember. What does provision mean? Okay. Like ammunition yeah. or things to help you, you know, commit the acts of the flesh. Yeah, yeah, that's a good um, definition for it. Provision, guys, is talking about supplies, preparations, making plans, forethought, arrangements, or to set things up for. We talked about, right, for the retreat. We had to set things up if we expect to be a success. Hey, guys, 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 if you're on a sports team, you got to prepare. You can't just walk out to the field the day of the game and say, all right, coach, let's go. I'm ready to win today. And the coach says, okay, well, where have you been at practice? You know, you say, oh, practice. Practice? We talking about practice. There I go again. Uh, I don't go to practice. Well, if you don't go to practice, you're probably not getting on the field. You don't deserve to be on the field. Why? Because you haven't prepared for victory. Do you think a player like that is going to help the team win or lose? Lose, right? He's not going to make the right decisions during the game. He's not going to make the right plays because he hasn't prepared. Hey, guys, this week when you go to school, if you got a quiz or a test, and you just show up to school, oh, I got it, I'm good. It probably ain't going to be so good when you get that test score back, right? Because you haven't prepared for it. Um, a presence that's sinister. We have that, but you got to don't prepare supplies. You can't give the flesh the ammo that it needs to hurt you. So, guys, we all have that within us. And you need to ask yourself individually, am I building up supplies? Am I building up an arsenal, ammo, Am I stacking these things up, loading them up? Hey, guys, if you put yourself in the position to sin, pay attention. If you look, put yourself in the position to sin, very often you're going to sin. Why? Because you've made provision for the flesh. Guys, we all have it within us, right? So there's something in me that if I don't watch it, Uriel, it will destroy my life. It'll lead me down the wrong road. Guys, it could manifest itself in anger that's out of control. It can manifest itself in, in uh, being lustful and, and, and uh, giving in to those sexual temptations. We've read through the chapters where it talks about the works of the flesh. It can manifest itself in different ways. But as we said, you get on that roller coaster, you don't know where it's going to end up. You have no control of it anymore. Yeah. Bible says, who can know it? You don't know how bad you can be or I can be. Yeah. And a lot of us say, no, I could never do that. You don't know that. Yeah. And I don't know that. We don't know where it'll end us up. It's a shocking destination that it'll take us to. No, I never planned to get here, Brother Tom. Yeah, but if you allow the flesh and the devil to control your life, it'll take you much farther than you ever thought. All right, so don't prepare supplies. Guys, in your life, are there TV shows? Is there music? Is there, is there friends? Are there, are there people that you hang around, people that you text, maybe games that you play that are loading up the flesh? Guys, if you struggle with, say you struggle with anger in your life, right? You know what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs? Make no friendship with an angry man. Lest you learn his ways and you get a snare to your soul. If you hang around, Chris, if you hang around someone that's angry all the time and you struggle with that already, then, guys, 
It'll influence you. Yeah. That you'll face situations, George, and then you'll be blowing up at stuff, and you think, what in the world is this? What happened? It's because you're influenced in that way. What are you doing? You're providing supplies to the flesh. I already struggle with this, Kevin, but I'm going to give it all the ammo that it needs. <laughs> you can't be in war and give your gun to the enemy and expect to win. You can't be in a, a sporting event. We are talking, Wes and I were talking about some football. You know, uh, uh, I was talking about a good team can lose to a bad team. I think I mentioned that last week. But you know really how it happens? Turnovers. Turnovers in football are the great thing that makes it unpredictable. You can have the best team in the league against the worst team in the league. If this team turns the ball over a couple times, this team's got a lot better chance to win when normally they would have zero chance to win. When you give extra opportunities to the to your flesh, to the devil, guys, you're going down. Yeah. Hey, guys, if you already struggle with lust, then what are you clicking on this week? It's mm -hmm. good. Hey, if you're a normal guy, you do struggle with that from time to time. But are you giving it more ammo? Mm -hmm. Are you watching things? As we said, it may not be some filthy, disgusting show from the from the from the get-go, guys. But are there things on it that you know are not good? Innuendos, people not dressed appropriately, they're joking about things that are not appropriate. Hey, guys, that's feeding your flesh. Kevin, that's making that fire that I already know I have within me, if I'm honest, it's making it bigger and bigger and bigger. Hey, guys, if I'm watching shows that have that on it, if, like we talked about last week, if I see a young lady that's not dressed right and I don't turn away like the Bible tells me to, but I linger on that, hey, guys, Kevin, how can I show up to church and say, Bro, Tom, I just don't understand, man. I just struggle so much with my with my thoughts. Well, I wonder why. Yeah. I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm not trying to beat you down and say, I'm better than you. No. But guys, you're making it hard on yourself, and I can make it hard on myself if I do those unwise choices. So it can be with anger. It could be with cussing, which I'll deal with later. Guys, it can be with complaining. Do you struggle with complaining, being mm -hmm. discontent? Hey, do you have a friend that's always discontent? Hmm. Might want to check that. Wow. Might want to check that. Hey, guys, if God's been good to you, thank God for that and appreciate it. But you know what a lot of us do? God's been good to us. We live in the United States of America. We have a good church. We're saved. We're on our way to heaven. We're, we're learning the things of God at a young age, which many people don't have that opportunity. But you know what, Kevin? Because of some dumb friend that we have that always complains about stuff, we say, yeah, but I never get to do anything. It's kind of boring. Wow. Dude, the devil's using that and your flesh is using that to help you not appreciate what you have. Guys, listen, if you don't have this, I'm not trying to poke fun at anybody. But if you have two parents at home, thank God for that. Some people don't have that. Yeah. And if you have one good parent, thank God for them. Listen, guys, we need to be uh, 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 appreciative for what God has done. But the devil is very sneaky in our flesh, guys. If we allow supplies to get to it guys it can come up and it can bite us it can hurt us it can take us down are you always discontent about things maybe check the influences around you are you giving it the ammo that it needs some of us guys we put we put all these things uh we put all these things to prepare something but then we're surprised when it comes out with that result right hey i don't know how to i don't know how to cook nothing or bake nothing all right, just so you know. But listen, guys, if I put everything required to make a cake in that, in that bowl and mix it up and put it in the oven for a certain amount of time, guess what I'm getting? A cake. Mm -hmm. And guys, some of us, we put all the supplies needed to sin, and then we say, Kevin, I don't know how I fell. Like, it's a shock to me, man. I never thought this would happen to me. You put all the ingredients in. How, what did you expect to come out? Yeah. Guys, 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 if I put all the ingredients in the bowl for a cake and then I put it in the oven for the 30 minutes or however long it needs to bake. I don't expect a steak to come out. Mm -hmm. 
You follow me? You're like, yeah. hold on, I'm tired of this time. Can you run that by me again? <laughs> Listen, I can't put something in there and then get a total different result. That doesn't happen. That's impossible. Yeah. And I can't put all the ingredients that my flesh needs to make me sin into the oven and then say, I don't know how this turned out to be a sin. What in the world? No, guys, that's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. So don't prepare supplies. Guys, are you taking inventory of your life? Assess it honestly. Take action. Do you need to clean out some things in your life? Listen, the flesh is always accumulating stuff. You know, guys, like dust, you don't have to do anything to get dust. It just comes by itself. And guys, if uh, in the future your, your mom does this or when you get married, your wife wants to do this, uh, you do gardening. You know, weeds grow by themselves. <laughs> you, you don't have to. You don't have to go to the yeah. store and go to the seed section and say, you know, I need a good weed in my garden. What can I find? No, they come automatically. They come naturally. And guys, that's how your flesh is. Listen, you have to work hard for flowers to grow, but you don't have to do anything for weeds to grow. Yeah. You have to work hard to make your house clean, but dust shows up, and you don't have to do nothing for it. Guys, that's how the flesh is. Yeah. It'll just accumulate these things. And guys. As I said, you may not be watching the show for the intent of sin, but the devil's sneaky. He throws these things in there very subtly. And if you don't watch it, that stuff will accumulate in your heart. So don't prepare supplies. Guys, are you preparing supplies for the flesh in your life? Are you? Take, take honest evaluation. This will help your Christian life more than anything if you'll take honest evaluation of it. Say, you know what? This is making it harder for me. I struggle with this area, maybe my pride, maybe lust, maybe bitterness, maybe anger, maybe jealousy, maybe maybe all these different areas. I'm struggling with this or that, but I have these influences that are building that. Guys, if you're doing that, then don't expect the result to be good, okay? So we've got to be honest with it, and we've got to cut off access to these things. Now, so we've talked about a presence that's sinister. That's the flesh. Don't prepare supplies. Don't make provision for it. Don't give it supplies. Don't make arrangements for it. Don't set things up for the flesh to do its evil work. Point number three, it prevents sin. If we don't prepare supplies for the flesh, notice the end of the verse, to fulfill the lust thereof. Guys, if we don't accumulate those supplies, if every time we realize, you know what, I've allowed some things to clutter up in my heart and in my life, we clear those out, we, we get rid of those things. And, and guys, that's why I suggest this when you do your devotions every day, which is a big deal, which we'll also hit on. But guys, confess your sins every day. Yeah. You're probably multiple times a day. Because like I said, it wants to accumulate in your heart. Uh, it seems like sin and filth wants to stick to us, right? So we've got to constantly, 1 John 1, 9, we've got to go to the Lord, confess it. Lord, I'm sorry for that. He'll forgive you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But it prevents sin. Hey, guys, here's the point here. If you accumulate all these influences, you say, by the time I listen to this type of music, I have some friends that I know are not good for me. Hey, to be honest with you, I text and I talk and I, I flirt around with some girls that I know don't care about doing right, but I'm just going to do all that. Can I tell you, it does not just stop with it accumulating in your heart. Yeah. It's going to fulfill itself in actions. Yeah. You know what the Bible says? Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know what it's saying? Aiden, I keep putting that stuff in my heart and in my mind. I fill it up with these evil influences. Mark it down. That's going to show up in how I live. Hey, guys. It'll show up in the actions that you take now. It'll show up in the attitudes that you have. And can I throw this at you? 
It'll show up in the long term of who you really are in your life. You may have it all down now. You may know the game to play. You may know the words to say. You may know all the right things to do and say and the way to dress. But guys, your true character will come out in life. Who you really are in your heart will be manifested in your life. What does the Bible say? Keep your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart with all diligence. Last part, for out of it, or what? Are the issues of life. Guys, if your heart is not right, guess what? Your life will not be right. It will come out. Maybe not now. Maybe you can fake people out now. Maybe you can put on the mask. Maybe you can uh, bypass some of the monitors now. But guys, it will come out eventually. And don't be shocked. God knew it the whole time. God's not surprised when the true colors come out. It will come out. But guys, if we don't prepare supplies, then it'll prevent sin. It wants to fulfill itself in the lust. Guys, when the Bible talks about um, to not fulfill, what does to fulfill mean? What does to fulfill mean? Do you know? Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Fulfill. I guess complete. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good thought. What does that mean to fulfill? So it's saying don't make supplies for your flesh, right? Don't make your heart on yourself because it wants to fulfill those lusts. Kind of like give it what it wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Guys, uh, can I give you these things to live it out, to make it happen, to turn it into reality, for it to come to fruition, for it to happen in real life? Guys, again, if you load up all those supplies, Kevin, I mean, I'll listen to the preaching, but when I go home today, I'm still going to watch the same shows. Mm-hmm. It has cussing. It has partial nudity on it. They joke around about inappropriate things. But I can handle it. I'm tough. I can handle it. All right? I'm stuffing that in my heart. I, I, I know I have a flesh that wants those evil things, but I'm going to allow it supplies. I'm going to go against what the Bible says here. I'm going to allow it supplies. Guys, it's not just going to stay there. It's going to turn into action. Yeah. It'll come to be true in your life. Guys, don't allow that to happen. Don't think that you can play this game with the flesh and that you will win. You won't win. Listen, you play with your flesh, you will go down. Hey, guys, you tell me, you tell me, what are some characters in the Bible that um, they acted in the flesh and what happened to them? Can you tell me? What are some characters in the Bible they acted in the flesh? Moses, when he struck the rock, instead of speaking to him. Anger took over, right? His flesh was out of control. Now, I think... If he would have thought better of it, he would have stopped himself, said, God, you got to help me here. God would have calmed him down. He would have handled the situation a lot better. But he got mad, right? Because these people are complaining, and he's getting ticked off. And then he goes over there. God says, you're not getting in the promised land. But Moses is like, ugh. The flesh never turns out well. What else? There's tons of them. Cut the guy's ear off. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't care what Jesus wanted him to do. He's just taking action, you know, I'm like, Thought he was cutting the guy's head off, cut his ear off. That doesn't really help, all right? Guy can't hear you, but he can still whack you with the sword, all right? What else? What else? Also, Moses, when he killed the Egyptian. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Moses was a great man, great leader, but he had some moments, right, that weren't so great. David and Bathsheba. Huge one, right? Guys, I don't think he was close to God at that point. Hey, guys, maybe he thought he could handle handle just looking a little bit. Do you think David uh, realized where he would end up? Not even close. No way. Totally unexpected. Totally shocking to him. Guys, commits adultery. Child comes along. Murders the husband of the lady. Never. Never would he have imagined that. And guys, the devil will take you where you never imagined. Mm -hmm. I was a good guy. 
I used to go to church faithfully. I used to be one of the leaders in the youth group. I used to preach. I used to sing. I used to soul win. The devil can take you down a very deep pit, guys, where you never thought you'd end up. And guys, many, many others. Um, we could go into a lot of them. Think of Samson. Think of Amnon with his perverted thoughts that were coming to his mind. You talk about King Saul. He was a maniac toward the end of his life. A lot of different ways, right? These things can happen. Listen, this can happen. This can happen. This can happen. It can happen to you and it can happen to me. Again, you never get to a point where your flesh is gone, all right? But you allow it to accumulate, guys, it's going to come out in your actions. So, so, have you been cutting it off at the source already? Have you stopped it before it escalates? When you allow that immense collection to be in your life, there's an inevitable conclusion. You can't expect good results when I allow the flesh to build up like that. You got to inventory the causes of it, guys. You got to ID corrupting influences. You got to get down to the root cause of why these things are happening in your life. Now, no, no, no. I've given you some examples. Well, let me throw another one at you. Hey, maybe, this little one here, maybe, guys, you struggle with the words that you say, okay? Maybe you know that God wants you to um, use your mouth properly and, and not use cuss words and dirty jokes and that kind of thing. Hey, guys. Do you have corrupting influences in your life? Hey, as I said, do you hang around friends that cuss all the time? Mm -hmm. Do you watch TV shows that have a lot of cussing in it? Guys, if you do, listen, listen. You, can have, you could have grown up in church, in the church nursery, in the toddler class, junior boys, and now in this class. But if you watch a show that has cussing in it, guys, listen. When you get angry, when you get angry, you grew up in church, you're a church kid. Those words will pop in your mind. Why? Because you've been watching TV show that has those. Yeah. And out of nowhere, I mean, you're a church kid. You got like clip-on ties in your closet. You know what I'm talking about? Like you, you've grown up in church. Listen, but those words will pop in your mind. Yeah. You talk about loading the gun. It's like you're already angry, and the devil's like, "Oh, you need a bullet." Oh, like, no, no, I can't use this. That's a terrible word. I can't say that. But it's like before you even realize it, that bullet's in the chamber, Aiden, and about to come out, and you're like, no, don't go out. Mm -hmm. Guys, that's how it works. But what's the problem? The problem is I have some influences that are loading that stuff up. I'm making provision for the flesh. Guys, is it tolerated? Is it acceptable to you? Listen, do you watch a show and they cuss and they use horrible language and you're like, that's ah, all right, it's just one. Hey, we need to be careful about this stuff. Yeah. I know, listen, I know sometimes it's unexpected, whatever. I get that. Mm -hmm. But guys, as much as possible, we need to get away from those things and avoid those things. We can't have that stuff loaded up in our minds. God help us. Listen, you know what the Bible says? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Yeah. None. And then it says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Hey, guys, are your words acceptable to the Lord? you got to ID those corrupting influences. And then, guys, there's an imperative cutting off. You know what the Bible tells us? We've got to make drastic steps to get rid of these things. Listen, guys, the Bible says, cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causes the air. Cease means stop it. Stop it immediately. It doesn't mean lessen up. It doesn't mean don't do it as much. Hey, guys, 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 you can't go to these parties with drinking, with smoking, with girls dressed inappropriately, with dancing, and then say, no, Kevin, I can handle it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You're not going to be able to handle it. Listen, I can't handle it. Listen, if I'm going there and all that stuff's around me and it's overwhelming and I'm feeding the flesh, guys, if I'm continually in those environments, boy, I'm going to mess up. Yeah. I'm going to mess up. So if you can avoid them, avoid them. If you can't, ask God to help you in that moment. 
Cease, my son, to hear the instruction. You know what the Bible says? What does it say about fornication? What are we supposed to do with it? Abstain. Yeah, flee. Get out of there. It doesn't say, see how strong, see how much you, of it you can take. See how strong of a Christian you are. Hmm. It says, get out of there. Flee. Get out of there. Listen, you're not strong because you can get up close to sin and, and, and see how close you can get to the fire without getting burned. That's not a strong Christian. That's a stupid Christian. Yeah. Just to be real with you. Okay? You got to get out of there. Joseph got out of there. Yeah. That's what we got to do. Get away from it. Flee youthful lust. Get out of there. What does the Bible say? I will set no wicked thing before mine eye. It doesn't say I can take a little bit. No, get out of there. Don't allow any provision for the flesh. And then, guys, even our thoughts. Hey, guys. Some of these things I'm talking about, they're physical things, right? There are shows, there are music, they're this, they're that. Um, but guys, can I tell you, if you allow thoughts in your mind, wicked thoughts to accumulate, guys, that's the same thing. That's making provision for the flesh. Yeah. Hey guys, don't allow those thoughts in your mind. Don't make plans for evil in your heart and in your mind. And guys, there's something you need to do individually to counteract this. What does the Bible say? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right. So we've talked about for all this time. Hey, guys, don't load up the flesh. You do. It's going to bite you. It's going to come back on you. And it'll come back on me. Listen, we can't play with it. I can't. Ethan, I can't build this fire and throw all the wood that it needs and not have this fire take over. Yeah. Like, I can't do that, man. I can't play with this. I've got to avoid it. I've got to cut off those supplies. So you know what we should do on the counter side of that? We talked about we have a flesh and we have a spirit. You know what we should do on the other side of that, guys? Build up the spirit every day. Hey, guys, are you in your Bible every day? Are you talking to God every day? You know what? That gives the Holy Spirit more supplies to work with. Yeah. You need to starve the flesh. Are you doing that? Are you starving the flesh? And are you building up the spirit? Hey, guys, when's the last time you've memorized a verse? on your own because you needed it for something you're dealing with. Guys, can I tell you what that's doing? That's stacking up supplies for the Holy Spirit to work with in your life. That's feeding the Spirit. Guys, that's what we need to be about. That'll help you in your Christian life. The Bible says, commit thy way unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. We've referenced this verse already a couple times, but it's saying, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Talks about the Spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. What's the first part though? Watch and pray, pray, pray. You want to Build up the spirit so you don't fall to your weak flesh. Pray. Yeah. Hey, guys, I get it. I get it. I'm out there working. You're at school. These temptations hit you strong. What are you supposed to do? You've got to ask God to help you right in that moment to get through it. It's that big a deal. Amen. It's that big a deal, man. It prevents sin. Hey, guys, none of us want to end up uh, in the dumpster of sin, right? We don't want to end up in the pig pen. But, guys, how do we avoid it? Ethan, we avoid it. Anthony, we avoid it. And every guy in the room by cutting off the initial supplies. I can't build up all the ammo that my flesh needs and then be surprised with, I don't know how my life got here. That's what God's trying to tell us. He's saying, don't provide ammo for the flesh. Don't load the gun. Hey, guys, have you been loading the gun in your life? Have you been loading up? Man, I struggle with lust, but yeah, I mean, I click on this and I text. I know I shouldn't, but man, it's just so hard. And you're loading up supply. Are you watching movies with just weakness on it, guys? Hey, if you're, I'm not trying to slap you around. I'm just telling you straight up, man. You're not going to have a good Christian life if you're loading up supplies for your flesh to use against you. You have a part of you that wants to do wrong, and so do I. So don't make it harder for yourself. Don't load the gun. God help us. This is where the battle is, guys. 
Listen, we can come to church and we should. We can listen to preaching and we should. And we can do some of the routines and rituals of the Christian life and we should. But this is really where the battle is. And we've got to win it here. We've got to win it here. I can't, guys, I, just honestly, I can't give all my ammo to my flesh and to the devil and then say, Man, Ethan, I don't know how my life fell apart. Yes, I do. Because I allowed those supplies, those preparations to go to my flesh. My flesh wants to destroy me. Your flesh wants to destroy you. Don't forget that. And guys, you don't get rid of it. I, I've repeated that, I, I feel like, a hundred times. But it bears repeating that much. Because we get to a point sometimes where we think, no, uh, the flesh is no longer active in my life. That is not true. That is not true. It's always there. Now, if we starve it, we can think, no, I've been living in victory for a while. Things have been going pretty good. I've been growing. Great, great, great. But the flesh is still there. It's yeah. always there. Until we get to heaven, it's always there. Mm -hmm. The per, uh, presence that's sinister, don't prepare supplies. It prevents sin if we don't prepare the supplies. And then point number four and last, the person we need to be saturated with. Notice the first part of this verse. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it talks about make not provision for the flesh. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. I think this goes along with feeding the spirit. I think this goes along with stacking up the supplies for the Holy Spirit. Hey, guys, we're saying we need to starve the flesh. Hey, guys, those TV shows need to be cut off. Yeah. That wicked music needs to be cut off. We need to identify those friends that are influencing us in an evil way, building up the supplies for our flesh and say, you know what? I'm not hanging around that person anymore. I'm cutting that off. Guys, we need to starve the flesh. But on the other side, we need to build up the spirit. And I think the language that he uses is this. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. He uses it like clothing. He's saying, take off those wicked influences. Get that stuff out of there. All those preparations, get those things out of there. Guys, it made me think. Listen, we talk about, I talked about the retreat, how I needed to make uh, preparations and set things up. Can I tell you, you guys made preparations too. And that's fine. I, I, I thought it was good, guys. We show up to the basketball court and some guys breaking out some basketball shoes. You weren't pulling out dress shoes. You weren't pulling out combat boots. You were pulling out basketball shoes. Why? Because you made some preparations. If I'm going to be playing basketball, I need to wear these type of shoes. And guys, we can do that for basketball, but are we doing it for the Christian life? Mm, it's good. Are we loading up things that will help us and that will enable us to live for God? Yeah. Hey guys, as I said uh, before, if you struggle with pride, are you memorizing verses on that? To help you with it. Guys, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a battle, Kevin, a battle. I could be at college. I could be serving the Lord. I could be working in, in my secular job. But verses that I've needed, that I've deposited in my heart, I've hid in my heart so that when I'm struggling, I pull them to my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible talks about pride. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination of the Lord. That's Proverbs 16, 5. Pride goeth before destruction, a haughty spirit before the, a fall. God resisted the proud, but give grace to the humble, James 4, 6. I've got these things in my mind. Why? Because I need them. I don't, guys, you don't just memorize verses so you can use them while you preach and sound really intelligent. Okay? You don't do it. Like, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not, not sin against thee. Nobody's looking at me. No. You know what? I need those things in my life Monday through Saturday all the time. I, guys, that's why you memorize verses. If you pop them into your message every once in a while, that's fine and good. But you don't just do it to show off and say, man, he really knows his Bible. That must have been King James too, you know? <laughs> you need them in your life. Right. If you struggle with lust, what are you memorizing to help you in that battle? Yeah. Hey, Kevin, I want to load up the ammo on the good side, man. I want to load these things so I have success. Again, guys, if you show up 
if you put in the practice time and the prep time and you're working and then you show up to that football field, okay, we got a chance to win now. Aiden, if a guy's coming to practice, he's working his tail off, he's doing his best, he's working on his moves, he's working on his shot, and then he shows up to the game, you're like, all right, let's go. Because he's going to help you win. Hey, guys, are you enabling yourself to win or to lose in this Christian life? Hey, guys, guys, church is important and the influences you have and all that. But can I tell you, as long as they preach the Bible, if you go to church, but you don't prepare your uh, uh, spirit and you don't starve the flesh, guys, listen, you can go to a good church. But all these things, if you're not doing the work behind the scenes, you're not going to win in the Christian life. You'll still go to heaven. Don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about being a victorious Christian. It won't happen if you're feeding the flesh and starving the spirit. It won't happen. It won't happen. Hey, guys, you can listen to the best preaching, but if you're not doing the work behind the scenes, your Christian life will not go well. That's what I'm trying to say. Hey, Kevin, a a player can have the best coach, but if he's not working on his own Mm -hmm. to make himself a better player, he's not going to be all that he can be. That's that's how it works, guys. It prevents sin. And then point number four, the person we're saturated with. So I started thinking about this. How do you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, right? What is that talking about? Suit jacket? Probably not that jacket. No, I'm just kidding. For sure, I know that. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Bring it, boy. Come this way. I'll I'll show you the shortcut, all right? Listen, the person you're saturated with. Sorry, that was probably my flesh, but I don't know. I got to load the gun for him. You know, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. The person you're saturated with. Guys, you know how I think this starts? You need to be consumed with learning about him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we lose that. I think I do too. We, we lose that at a certain point. Tim, we think, well, if I know all the Bible stories and I know, you know, I know the basics, then that's all I need to know about Jesus. Can I tell you, the Bible talks about that we need to learn more about him all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fascinating to me because I think we lose track of that sometimes. Um, this is in 2 Peter 3.18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. You know, he says grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Learn more about him. Mm-hmm. Well, I already know all about him. Maybe you don't. Maybe there's more you need to learn. Yeah. Guys, I, I was astounded by this. Come on, phone. Help me out, bro. I was astounded by this. I looked this up, all right? This is just in the book of 2 Peter. I'm not going to read all these verses just for time, but it talks about we need to grow in knowledge of Jesus, knowledge of God, and all these different references. This just emphasizes how much the Bible bangs on it. This is 2 Peter 1, 2, 1, 3, 1, 5, 1, 6, 1, 8, 2, 20, and 3, 18. Just in one book, there's all those references, I think seven, if I'm counting correctly, about learning more about him. Hey guys, have you learned more about Christ recently? Have you learned how you can get closer to him more recently? Are you challenging yourself to learn? You know the people that fall, the people that haven't grown in a long time. They say, I got it all figured out. Jaden, I can just put it on cruise control. Because, I mean, I've been doing fine up to this point. I'm sure if I just let it glide, I'll be fine. No, those that let it glide glide, go downhill. You've heard the statement, but it's a true statement. In the Christian life, you're either moving forward or you're moving back. There's no standing still. Consumed with learning him. You want to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and be consumed with learning about him. Number two, have controlled living. You know what the Bible tells us? Be filled with the Spirit. And a lot of guys think, what is that talking about? 
Does that mean I need to go in my room, my bedroom, late at night, turn the lights off and say, Holy Spirit, come on! And then I hear these voices. I think he's coming. Is that how I get filled with the Spirit? No, that has nothing to do with it. You know what the filling of the Spirit means? You don't have to get a crazy idea about it. Filling just means he controls you. So you know what that means? Guys, here's the whole thing. Listen, if I'm filled with the flesh, I'm going to walk out of my house this week when I'm on my way to school. And guys, you know what I'm going to be thinking about? I'm going to be thinking about me. I'm not going to be thinking about the Lord. I'm not going to be thinking about other people. I'm going to be thinking about all me. Because like we said, the flesh is selfish, right? It's arrogant. It only cares about itself. It's adulterous. If I see a, if I see a woman walking by and I'm filled with the flesh, boy, it's not going to be good. My mind's going to be jacked up. It's going to be all over the place. And I'm going to be struggling with that all day long. I'm not going to, Kevin, if I'm filled with the flesh, I'm not going to walk out of my house caring about giving tracts to people. I'm not going to yeah. care what the Lord thinks of me. I'm not going to care about my testimony and let my light shine before men. Why? Because I don't care about me if I'm filled with the flesh. But guys, if you're filled with the spirit, you're controlled with the spirit, you know what? You're going to think about, hey, who can I help today? You know what you're going to think about if you're filled with the spirit? Who can I give a track to today? Who can I invite from my job that needs to hear about Jesus today? Hey, you know what, guys? That takes courage because you know what a lot of people want to do on their job? Not say anything about the Lord. Mm. And I'm not trying to boost him up. I'm just saying we all need to continue to work at these things and yeah. continue to do better. Hey, guys, if I'm filled with the Spirit, then I'm going to have a heart for souls. George, if I'm filled with the Spirit, then I'm going to care about what Jesus thinks of me. Every word, every thought, every action, every deed, everything I do, I'm going to care about what Jesus... That's a person that's filled with the Spirit. Guys, today, are you filled with the flesh or filled with the Spirit? It makes a world of difference. And can I be honest with you? And I struggle with it too, as, as, I, as I've said, we all do. But can I be honest with you? I fear that more Christians nowadays are filled with the flesh constantly than they ever are filled with the spirit momentarily. Yeah. That's a problem. Right. Guys, when we're filled with the flesh, that's where arguments and strife and, and, and being angry and nasty and having an attitude, that's where it comes from. Yeah. Let's not live like that. Let's yeah. be filled with the spirit. Guys, can I tell you something? It ain't about you and it ain't about me. It's all about Jesus. It's about lifting him up. When you're filled with the spirit, that's what you care about. But when you're filled with the flesh, it's all about me. Well, why do they have to say that to me, Aiden? I don't deserve that. I'm going to go back at them. Hey, guys, when you're filled with the flesh, it's all about you. But he says, be filled with the Spirit. That's Ephesians 5.18. Be filled with the Spirit. And, guys, that needs to be a constant thing. You don't get filled with the Spirit one time and then the rest of your life you're good, guys. You need to be filled with the Spirit moment by moment. And you know how that happens? I think we got air conditioning. Someone must be filled with the Spirit now, finally, all right? You know how you do that, guys? Like Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, it has to be not my will, but thine be done. Because, yeah. George, if I walk out of my house this week and I'm just thinking about, what do I need? What do I want? What is it? Uh, it's all about me. My life is all about me, and I'm filled with the flesh, guys. Then I'm never going to fulfill what God wants me to do in my life. I'm never going to carry out his perfect will in my life. But you know what I have to do, Ethan? Not my will, but thine be done. I'm choosing to put the Lord first, and I'm choosing to let him be in control of my life. Consumed with learning, controlled living, we're compelled to be like, hey guys, you know what our lives should be about? We should be wanting to be more and more and more like Jesus. More and more and more like Jesus. You're in Romans, go back to chapter 8. We're almost done, guys, but this is key. How do we put on the Lord Jesus Christ? How do we stack up those supplies for the Spirit so that we can enable ourselves to be victorious in the Christian life? This is verse number 29, Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow, 
he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Guys, that's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal. You say, I don't understand the goal. We're supposed, all of us are supposed to be more like Jesus, conformed to his image. Right. Later in Romans, it says we shouldn't be conformed to this world. We shouldn't be fashioned according to this world, both inwardly and outwardly. But you know who we should be conformed to? Jesus. Hey, God, are you thinking more like Jesus now than you did last year? Do you talk more like Jesus now than you did last year? Do you care for people more uh, now like Jesus than you did last year? Are you growing? Are you becoming more like him? That's the goal. That's the goal. Guys, the goal is not to get some big ministry to where everybody knows your name. Mm -hmm. The goal is not to be some conference speaker that you can preach to thousands. If that happens, great. Praise God. But the goal is to be like Jesus. The goal is not to be popular. The goal is not to be the man. The goal is not to wear fancy clothes and get, and get a nice uh, uh, salary that you can live off of. Guys, the goal is to be like Jesus. Are you becoming more like him? Hey, God help us. We all fall short, right? None of us is there. None of us is there. But guys, let's ask God to help us get closer, to be conformed to the image of his son. That's what it's about. Guys, are you consumed with learning about him? Are you saying, man, I need to know more about Jesus? By the way, you're not going to act more like Jesus until you know more about Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Do you have controlled living? Are you filled with the Spirit? Do you ask God, God, fill me with your Spirit today. Control me. God, help it not to be about my will, my thoughts, my dreams. Help it to be about what you want and you desire. God, if you want me to give out tracts, God, help me to do it. God, if you want me to live holy, help me to do it. God, if you want me to care for this person, help me to do it. Guys, that's what it's about, being filled with the Spirit. And then you're compelled to be like him. He's the goal. I want to be like him. Hey, guys. I know we learn some things from other Christians, but we're not trying to be like them. We're trying to be like Jesus. Right. Here's a good rule. You say, who should I follow as far as leaders and mentors? If they're following Christ, you can follow them. As soon as they step off the path from following Christ, you don't follow them anymore. Mm -hmm. Paul said to Church of Corinth, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. But if people step off that path and it becomes all about them, you don't need to follow them anymore. And then, guys, the culmination we're looking for. Hey, guys. We're all going to strive. We're all working at it. We're trying to become more like Jesus, right? That's the goal for you and the goal for me. But can I tell you, we're never going to fully attain it here on earth. But guys, one, way, one day we will. You know when that day is? When we go to heaven. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 2, it says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear where we shall be. Get this. But we know that when he shall appear, when Jesus comes back, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. One day, guys, we will be fully like Jesus. In every regard, we will be like him. Guys, no more sin, no more flesh, no more struggles, no yeah. more uh, temptations with lust and pride and arrogancy and, 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 and jealousy and all these wicked things that we have within our heart. One day that'll be gone. One day that'll be eradicated. You know what it'll be? When we see him face to face. He says right. we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. Yeah, and guys in Psalm 17 15 it says as for me I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. Guys, when you go to heaven one day, you will be like Jesus. Amen. But you know what? While we're here on earth, I think our goal should be every day. Kevin, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like him. I want to be more like him. I don't want to get satisfied with where I am. I don't want to get stuck. I don't want to fill up the supplies of the, of the flesh and then wonder why it always comes up and bites me and burns me. No, I want to be more like Jesus. Hey, guys, the Bible says walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you're always focused, guys, I'll finish with this. But this is going to take me 30 seconds to a minute, but I'll finish with this. Listen, 
If you're always consumed about being more like Jesus, being filled with the Spirit, growing in your Christian life, learning more, living more, caring more, going more, helping more people and doing all that you can, praying more, reading more, and all these things, and that's my focus every day, every day, every day. I'm pushing, I'm going, I'm going hard with it every day. I never let up. Guys, if that's my focus every day, am I going to grow closer to God? Yes. But you know another result on the other side of it? I won't be feeding the flesh. Yeah. Hey, guys. What is, what is your driving force every day? What are you after? That's no, good. If I'm trying to be more like Jesus and Kevin, that's what I care about when I show up to school. That's what I care about when I go to my job. That's what I care about every day. And I'm asking God to help me grow in that desire and to be more like him. I won't be feeding the flesh. But can I tell you, if my desire for being more like Jesus is kind of uh, lukewarm and I don't really care about it, can I tell you what's going to happen? Those supplies for the flesh are going to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. And I haven't grown in my Christian life for a long time, but can I tell you what has grown? The preparations, the supplies for the flesh. And guys, you build up those supplies, like we said, they will burn you. They will take you down. Ask David, ask Moses, ask these people that we dealt with in the Bible, the examples. You build up the flesh, guys, it'll come back and bite you. It'll take you much farther than you ever thought it would. Hey, guys, what are we supposed to do? This is a battle. Hey, guys, I wish it wasn't. George, I wish as soon as you got saved, no more battle. It's all easy. You can just do whatever you want for God. Everything's cool. You won't have any temptations. It won't be hard. But that's not reality. We still have this flesh, and it's not easy, and it's a battle every day. We don't always want to read. We don't always want to pray. We don't always want to do right. But what are we supposed to do? Are we just supposed to get over here and sulk about it and cry? It's so hard, man. It's just so hard in 2023. You know what we're supposed to do? Don't load the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Don't load the gun. Don't make it harder on yourself. And on the contrary of that, build up the supplies. Be more like Jesus every day. Build up the supplies for the Holy Spirit of God. Be more like him. Guys, as you're becoming more like him and walking in the spirit, you know, another thing you won't do, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Don't load the gun. Let's bow our head and... Close our eyes. Thank you guys for listening. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your